It's The Christina Show. Welcome, my friend. We're about to embark on a colorful journey full of love, laughter, and most definitely tears as we chat about the wonders and curiosities of life on this planet as a highly sensitive human. It's no secret that it doesn't take much for us to cry, but what happens after the tears? How do we find our way up and out of the deep ends of despair or the middle waters of apathy? How do we stand our ground when we feel like it never seems to stop shaking? I'm Christina, your show host and unexpected tour guide to a life fully and vibrantly lived as a highly sensitive human. Nothing to do now except sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the very first episode ever of It's the Christina Show. Man, I am so excited to be here and to be recording this. So just to introduce myself, I am a very sensitive human and I have been my entire life (laughs) and I've only begun to embrace it in the past handful of years of my life uh, after I essentially was forced to find other ways to deal with things, but we'll get into that. I am so sensitive that I can watch Diet Coke commercials where everyone pops a can of Coke and starts dancing all together in the street. Everyone is together dancing and I start crying. (laughs) I cry at commercials all the time. I cried uh, when I watched the, I think it was the first Spider-Man movie they made where uh, Spider-Man is in the subway uh, in New York. I don't know which number this was anymore. It's one of them, but he's in the subway. He's trying to hold this subway together from like being destroyed and people dying and his mask comes off. And I think somebody just decides to put it back on for him and nobody It's like the silent agreement where no one says a word about it. Like, this is their secret. This group of people on this subway train are going to hold this secret. And (laughs) man, that stuff just moves me. Like, I'm so sensitive to it that I cry. Like, tearing up right now thinking about it. One more example just to illustrate my level of sensitivity. So, well... Let me preface this by saying most of my life growing up, my story has always been, I started life, uh, I know I was a very observant kid. Like my mom tells me that I was very observant and very aware of my surroundings. But I also used to be, you know, outgoing in my own way. Like I used to be expressive. um, I used to use my voice. I would be loud in moments. I remember being joyous and buoyant. And then over time, very slowly, as in moments where I was very expressive and I was then met with people who did not appreciate my expression, like I used to get called annoying a lot, um, I look back and over time, I learned how to stop being expressive because it became too painful to just be myself and to use my voice. And so I got very quiet and very shy. And a lot of people who know me personally, maybe not today anymore, but for a while, really equated me, Christina, with being like this very nice, shy, quiet girl. 
So that was me as a teenager. <laughs> and there, I can recall this one moment where I think I was maybe in the, in the sixth or seventh grade, and I was sitting in Spanish class, uh, and I was called on by the teacher to recite something in Spanish, and I was so terrified because I, I think I didn't know how to do it, and I was so afraid of speaking up and doing it wrong that I had a literal panic attack sitting in my chair. I started hyperventilating. I just like couldn't catch my breath. I was freaked out. Um, And that is because I was just terrified of speaking up, using my voice and saying something that could potentially be interpreted as wrong and then being made fun of for it. Um, I was scared of being made fun of. And being very, very sensitive, I... That's just something I feel like so many of us can relate to, where we are scared of saying the wrong thing, of looking the wrong way, of not sounding quite right. (laughs) Like any number of things, you can insert it here in having someone look at us funny, say something mean to us. Um, It does not take much to get me to cry, even still today. Like today, I know that that stuff is never about me, but someone can like drive by me in their car and honk their horn and I will start crying. So that is how sensitive I am. And when I look around the room, when I look around at the room of the world, (laughs) and the more that I've learned about my own level of sensitivity and how that has affected who I am and how I show up in my life and in the world, I just see that there are so many sensitive people. So about maybe like five or six months ago, I started posting online about being sensitive because I truly felt like very sensitive people, once they embraced who they were, would take over the world, like in the best way possible. I feel very deeply that sensitive people have such a unique gift and ability to help others and they can do it once they kind of step, you know, let go of all the stuff that they've uh, held on to and been affected by and that has held them down um, and are able to step into like the light of being such a beautiful, (laughs) light and boyish, sensitive being. Um, So I started sharing a lot of words about this online and I wasn't sure where it would go. I still don't know where it will go. I still share today. Um, That journey actually brought me to creating this podcast. But what I wanted to share about that is just that once I started sharing about it, the amount of response I got from people and the things they would say to me. And even these are people that I knew for years, like people maybe I wasn't super close with and had just been in an acquaintance with. Their response to me was, I don't even have, (laughs) it's hard to put words to it. They could relate. They would tell me that they finally felt like somebody was putting words to feelings they had um, and that they had experienced similar things that I had and that they were really glad that I was talking about it because nobody talks about this stuff. Well, I'm sure people talk about it, but talking about being sensitive when you are very sensitive seems to be a bit of a tricky thing. I am glad to share with you that I am very happy to do it. (laughs) I am so glad I'm so sensitive. It's been a pretty tumultuous, but also beautiful journey into learning about who 
not only who I am, but like what is what we are capable of as sensitive humans, which is my friend, I will tell you a whole freaking lot. So this is these are some of my beliefs around what it means to be a sensitive human. I love sensitive humans. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably you either are one or you just love me and you're like entertaining <laughs> this new endeavor that I'm taking on. But I am very serious about this. Um, I'm serious about speaking up about being sensitive and loving every little piece of it and helping you love every piece of it too and making it more normal. Out of all the things we could normalize, to me, it seems that being sensitive would be just a beautiful thing to be normal about. And I I do feel like once you get into these spaces online in particular, and you know, we're online a ton these days, we will find people who are very sensitive. But once you get out into the real world, like you walk outside your door, practicing the art of owning yourself and remaining sensitive at the same time is a whole different ball game. But it's in that space where I feel like we really actually transform ourselves and let go of the things that we hold on to. I used to believe that what other people did was all about me. Like the way that I interpreted what other people were doing held some meaning about me. So someone would say something about me and I like I would just be like in my head not even thinking about it like yeah that's true. Someone would say Christina is annoying, which I have heard. Not lately, but I used to hear it. Uh and I believed I was annoying. And over time, um because I heard that when I was younger a lot, uh that just became part of like my being and so because I wasn't aware of that process of me subconsciously taking this on because it hurt so much to hear those words, I then tried to not do the thing that caused that person to say those words. And eventually it becomes paralyzing where you feel like you can't say or do anything anymore, or you're just constantly, constantly overthinking every little piece of the words that are coming out of your mouth or the text you are about to send someone, or the email you are trying to write. Like you just think and think and think and keep thinking and overthinking, leave it, come back, think some more, because you want it to be received in the best way possible, in a way that doesn't lead to you getting hurt again. Well, my friend, I have a little news to share. (laughs) And that news is just that all of that while very valid, it is extremely valid, is also a waste of your life. It's just a waste of your life. We only get this one. We only get these minutes right now that we have right now today. Why would we ever spend them thinking about how somebody else is going to think about us? It's just wild. And I know we know these things on a conscious level. We're we're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not going to spend all my time thinking about that. However, I also know that when we have spent so much time thinking about those things, they're like ingrained within us. They're automatic. It's very challenging to let them go and to stop thinking. 
So for me, part of why I am sharing my voice in this podcast, um, very messily, I might add, <laughs> is because I believe it is it is possible to let those things go. It's possible to stop overthinking. It's possible to no longer identify with being an overthinker, um, even if you've done it your whole life. It's possible to not do it anymore. And I hope that in the coming weeks and the coming conversations uh, that I'll be having on this podcast, there will be little juicy nuggets that just, man, they just strike a chord within you or they speak something to your soul. (laughs) Uh, And you ask yourself a different question. Could I really let this go? Is this really true about me? What if I wasn't an overthinker? What if I didn't hold on to everything so deeply? What if I could let it go? What would that look like? Those are like the juicy questions that have helped me in my own path and my own journey. I actually, just one little more fun tidbit, when I was beginning my own kind of journey into self and learning about me, uh, every morning I would wake up, get my journal out, and I would Google the questions I had about myself. <laughs> so I would I would put into Google, why do I feel so jealous about this? Or why am I overthinking this? <laughs> and then I would get I would get this wonderful like array of articles back. And sometimes I would just read something and something in the article would just speak to me in a way that nothing had ever spoken before. And that began this like, that would begin this beautiful journey of letting go of whatever that thing was. And in doing that, which I've been doing this for a few years now, I have just learned to love being so sensitive because it just gives me, it helps me see other people. It helps me connect with other people. It gives such a juiciness and a richness to life um, that I did not experience before when I was pushing aside or disliking how sensitive I was. And it's my wish that like everyone could experience life this way. You know, I still cry all the time. (laughs) I cry almost every day. Uh, I'll probably cry on this podcast, especially when I start to invite uh, some of my very close soul friends on to have some really good juicy convos. And I think crying is is pretty cool. (laughs) I'm not afraid of it. I don't think any of us should be afraid of it. And, you know, if if there is perhaps one thing I could leave you from my heart in this moment. If you are a sensitive person, if there's any part of you that like feels like, oh, maybe I'm a sensitive person, um, or even if you know someone who is, ask yourself some new questions about it. Ask yourself, could I learn to love the things about me that feel really hard? Could they be easy? How could I let these things go? And just be open to not knowing in the moment, but knowing that asking these different questions will lead you down new and different pathways. So that's what I want to leave you with here. This episode has been completely different from what (laughs) I initially planned to chat about, but no worries, there will be many more episodes. I hope you enjoyed this one, and I can't wait to see you next week. 
for listening to this episode of It's the Christina Show. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to share with a friend. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at itsthechristinashow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.